Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Story Pilgrim, Hyderabad, India Part 2. Now, if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, Part 1, stop listening immediately and have a listen. Go back! Have have you gone? No? Okay. Okay, it's okay for you to stay. Thanks for coming back. I really do appreciate your company. Please, if you haven't already reviewed this podcast and rated it, and I'm specifically talking to you, Neil, please do it. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute, girl. Yeah, okay. Right, let's get back to India. We're discovering the striking Golconda Fort. If you haven't Googled it, then please do. Have a look at the images. We're in the company of Naja, my expert guide, sharing his extensive knowledge of the area and country. We have scaled the fort and reached the top. The views were sensational, and we could get a great aspect of the entire fort. Yeah, I don't want to kill his playing. Yeah, it's just literally looking out from the west. It's just, it's just like forest. Uh, but I'd say uh, uh, an army garrison now. And we're coming down round now to the south side, looking south. It's quite. It's not a very clear day. I mean, it's clear, but it's it's hazy. There's a lot of fog this morning. And it's warm, I think we're about 29 degrees at the moment. But there is a nice cool breeze that blows through the, the windows. So we're over on the west side, looking out west, uh, sorry, east now. So we can see the, the fort. So would that be where they lived? Yes. Yeah. That is the place where they lived. And in the middle you can find one open area with a fountain. And that fountain was ran, fountain ran with gravity force earlier. Uh, that, is, that is called as open air theater. Okay. The dance and music programs for the entertainment of the royal family members. Yeah. So exactly right side of that open air theater that is known as Janana, the palace of uh, queens. Uh-huh. Uh, left side of the open air theater that is called as Mardana, the palace of kings. Okay. So these palaces were built with uh, you know three and four stories in the, those days. Yeah. And all the ground level areas were used as darbar uh, halls, meeting halls, and judgment halls, barracks, soldiers' resting places. Then um, upper floors were used for the living of the family members. Right. Yeah. We're walking down another set of stairs now uh, on the east side. And we're going down towards the area where the royal family would have been living. And it's just a beautiful, expansive view. These steps are a little bit more steeper, but yeah, beautiful expanse view of Hyderabad. And Hyderabad is quite a um, flat city. Um, there are high rises, but not in a uh, like financial city type of way. But there's lots of green as well, lots of. Um, for trees and yeah, it's very beautiful. 
Yeah, it's vast. It's um, it's so well preserved. There's a lot of it still standing, and uh, it's solid. It's a solid structure. There's a lot of like this walking past a wall here, which clearly had windows in, and they've all been bricked up at some point. But the actual you know, original structure is still still there with this lime mortar that's just like as Nadja said is very very strong and lasts hundreds of years so this is uh, a part of Janana palace complex uh -huh. Janana is the palace of queens uh, used to be covered with a rooftop uh -huh. And it is it is called as uh, royal ladies' dressing room. Dressing room. Dressing yeah. room. There are many niches inside. And, uh, those uh, you know might not be used to keep something over there. It yeah. may be a part of architecture. Sure. Sure. And ornamentation. Okay. Yeah. With the stucco plastering. Yep. And it is a bathtub or water tank. Okay. The artwork, dedication and skill of the structure of Golconda is breathtaking. We came across another area with a clever sound design. Yeah. So in this area, it is meant for acoustic system and these are called as whispering galleries. In this area, if we take opposites, these opposites are these opposites. If one stands in the corner, by facing the corner, and he speaks very slowly or whispers, the person who is at the opposite corner can hear that very clearly. Okay. You want to experience that? Yeah. Please go there and stand in the corner by facing, facing the corner. The corner. Okay. Yes. I can hear you. Can you hear me? That's amazing. Yeah, you're on the other side of the room. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool. He's come, we're probably about, I don't know, 50 feet from each other. That's really clever. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we don't know exactly why these were made. But some historians say that if someone stands somewhere here, and it talks. The king could hear that from his bed chamber. Right. So that's why there is a popular saying here. Wow. Do not talk loudly, walls may have ears. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, the ground areas, the ground level areas are always used for meeting halls, darbar halls, judgment halls, soldiers' barracks, etc. Okay. This area, particular area with acoustic system there, used as a dad mahal. Dad mahal is nothing but the judgment hall, okay. final judgment hall. So in those days, uh, the severe punishments were decapitating head. That's pretty severe. Yeah, pretty severe and yeah. hanging, yeah. poisoning. Poisoning? Poisoning and using elephants to crush them. Okay. Uh, these are what, would, what, would, what type of thing would you have to do to get crushed by an elephant? By an elephant. Like stealing or no no buffer stealing yeah for stealing uh, uh, and uh, be, be breaching okay 
uh, you know, we're spying, what spying, spying. Uh, what happens if you like spilt some a drink on the king? Would he get decapitated head? <laughs> but was there a judge? You know, like, uh, like yeah. so there are judges. There is a, a judging system, but final ju- judgment will be done by the king okay. by discussing with uh, you know other judges, etc. Law ministers. So during the time of final judgment, the criminals uh, they were uh, put below to that uh, uh, roof, yeah. and the king used to sit there. Okay. So this is the arch. Because of this arch, king could not see the criminal, and the criminal could not see the king at the same time because of this arch. Okay. Experience that. Yeah, yeah. The judgment hall and the information about the punishments had my imagination running wild. My head was spinning with all the fascinating facts and history Naja was supplying me with. Our tour of Golconda had come to an end, and it was time to head back into the hub hub of Hyderabad. We are uh, currently trying to find our taxi driver, and it's, uh, it's crazy. It's just a little roundabout, but there's just cars everywhere. Tuk-tuks, people, mopeds. Uh, there's loads of people. It's great. I love it. And uh, Naga thinks he's found him, and then he hasn't found him. So we're going backwards and forwards, it's great. They, they all look the same as well, all of these cars. Do you not have to wear a crash helmet when you ride a motorbike? That uh, helmet? Yeah. Helmet is compulsory, or otherwise police will give ticket. But everybody, everybody it is, does it is, not wear. <laughs> it is mandatory, but if you look at some of the people, they're not wearing. Most of the people. Most there's only one. <laughs> there's only one person with a helmet on. Uh, but uh, out of you know, uh, hundred accidents. Yeah. And eighty people will die because of head injuries. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's why it is mandatory by the government. But nobody does it. Yes. Wow. In, in India, we have rules, but, uh, but no. uh, there is no surveillance. What's the main? What would you describe the main differences between Hyderabad and Mumbai? Okay, so Hyderabad is located uh, in the center of South India. In the center of South India, away from the sea. Okay, uh, but Mumbai is located on the seashore. Yeah. And it was uh, it was conquered by Portuguese. Initially, and Mumbai. Portuguese Mumbai. It's yep. a it's a it's a mix of islands. Yeah. So the Portuguese gave that as a as a dowry when uh, one of the princes of Portuguese uh, king's family married the prince of uh, England. Yeah. It yep. was given. Then um, so islands. The gap in between the low lying area of the sea, in between the islands, was filled. And Mumbai was created. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are all different spices. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a grocery shop. Yeah. Oh, very colourful. Yes. Yeah. Then Mumbai, uh, Mumbai was developed by the British. Mm-hmm. Then Hyderabad was developed by, founded by Muslims and ruled by the Muslims until its end. Okay. But Hyderabad King uh, Nizam became one of the you know faithful elites of the British and it became one of the princely states. 
right. that's why though there is no direct influence of british here uh british controlled local rulers okay yeah 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 and mumbai is a business city because the, there is a big port seaport yeah, yeah but hyderabad to me now it feels it feels more modern and it feels it feels i this going to sound silly but i feel like there's more potential in hyderabad than in mumbai mumbai has got highest number of millionaires in india that's yeah it's interesting isn't it yes and for mumbai actually you know there is a south part is surrounded by sea yeah in mumbai yeah yeah right if you go to that taj hotel yeah and that side and this side both sides east and west are surrounded by sea yeah but i uh, seem to see more poverty in mumbai uh because because of the uh, it's a commercial city yeah because of the opportunities people get and people migrate from different parts of india to that place so they're coming from all and over and people live on platforms yeah and people live in uh, many uh, you know slum areas sure slums yeah uh, and people just sleep in an in a small room where they can just sleep by stretching their legs or you know sometimes even if it is not it yeah. is not possible to stretch their legs sure yeah and you don't see that kind of uh, poverty and we do have slums in hyderabad but we don't have many slums like mumbai not like that no mumbai is very congested with a lot yeah. of population but hyderabad has got its uh, you know uh, uh, surrounding areas are uh, developing nowadays it's quite That's spread it is out. expanding <coughs> we don't need to you know share the same area with the uh, lakhs of people or hundreds of people sure. thousands of people yeah. but there it is not possible the western part is sea sea yeah 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 and even in southern part is also surrounded by sea sure sure that makes sense just uh, went by a store there's loads of little stores now we're driving through hyderabad we're going to some tombs uh just drove over somebody's carpet and uh, we just went past a, an egg shop um and had hundreds of eggs outside and just to make it more authentic they had two chickens just walking around on top of the eggs i think that was pretty uh pretty cool but there's all sorts of um stalls out with selling bananas greens tomatoes onions mangoes uh just everything along here and then there's like an ironing shop there's a tea point lino uh, big kettle drums there's everything and look on the other side there's there's uh, like paneer uh, food tires uh like garlands clothes washing powder oh god it's just like you look straight out of the taxi and you just think he's not going to get through that and he does sugar cane making some sort of drink um it's uh, another just fascinating city tomatoes there's just everything that you would want A shopper's delight. Everything you want, need, desire, right there next to each other. 
The driver was rushing through the small streets, avoiding everything that popped up or came straight at us. We made it to the Qutub Sahi tombs, another incredible sight and another opportunity for Naja to impart his infinite knowledge. Mm, until 1799, British could not control uh, over the uh, southern part of India because South India was ruled by one person who was a de facto ruler, who was commander-in-chief of the army okay. of the Hindu kingdom, yeah. became an independent and uh, de facto ruler in 1762. Uh, that was the time for the British who were expanding in southern parts of India yeah. and uh, naturally this person became an enemy to sure. British. Yeah. Then at that time you were waging wars uh, with French in Europe, different yeah. wars. So naturally here also you became enemies. So British supported by Hyderabad Nizam from south southern part of India, that person who opposed British, uh, he got support from uh, French. Of course. Yeah. So they waged four wars in between 1760 and 1799. Yeah. In first two wars, they were victorious uh, against British with the help of French. And in third and fourth war, they lost. In the fourth Carnatic War, which was held in, in the month of May uh, 1799, uh, the that king uh, whose name is Tipu Sultan, he was killed in the battle at Sri Rangapatana, close to my Bengaluru, Mysore, close oh. to Mysore and in between Bengaluru and Mysore. Yeah. So after killing uh, Tipu Sultan on 4th May 1799, British became masters of southern provinces and they started exploring many such sites here. Yeah. That's why many beautiful uh, watercolor paintings, uh, which were made uh, by Kalankolin Mekanji. Yeah. Uh, with the help of Indian and uh, uh, the British uh, artists yeah. are available in uh, British archives. In the archives, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Then what happened in, in Third Anglo-Carnatic War, when uh, British defeated him, he has got seven sons. British forced him to surrender two of his sons as hostages. Really? So that, uh, you know, uh, to, to avoid any further problem from him. from him. Then what happened, he became uh, more hostile after taking sure, both his sons, uh, sons as hostages. Yeah. And within a few years, he, he strengthened his army. Yeah. And uh, after that, he waged one more war. Unfortunately, he lost his life. And his family was, uh, uh, I think for many years after his death, his family was uh, uh, put under surveillance. Right. To avoid wow. any further any problem with them. Their family lives in uh, Kolkata now. They, okay. So okay. Their tombs are located at Sri Rangapatna. That is 16 kilometers from Mysore and about uh, 120 kilometers from Bangalore. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting how all of the the history of the Glen uh, Golconda and these these shrines here are around the 16th centuries, uh, and how well preserved it is. But it's because of the it's the founding of Hyderabad, really, as as they know it today. So it's really going back to them as a community, being able to say this is this is what we have to be thankful for. Um, it's really, really interesting that there's a lot of emphasis placed on, on the foundation of the city, even though it's a, a city which is flourishing because of technology. Um, they're very, very prideful of their, 
the beginning really as a as as the city is that is that a mango tree uh, which one this one no this is uh, does it have fruit no, no. which tree is this here uh, huts which tree is this these cool. uh, okay. you know birds they eat yeah so when they drop excreta on the walls the the seeds will uh, germinate right during rainy season okay and you can see the beautiful tiles in the middle of the structure yeah yeah so all these tombs were uh, you know uh, uh, restored and renovated in uh, uh, 1912 and 13 but at that time they used cement at the place of stucco right cement life is just 60 to 80 years and the stucco will remain for hundreds of years right then recently government of india uh, with the help of some funding agencies like Aga Khan Trust, uh, Tata Trust. They started restoration in 2013 with the help of some international agencies. Okay. Uh, still uh, restoration is going on and they are using the same material which they used uh, in 16th and 17th centuries for the construction. Wow. Are they going to completely restore it? Yeah, they are, they are just chipping out that uh, you know cement also which was introduced yeah. in the first quarter of 20th century yeah. and filling that part with... Uh, Stucco. Right. Okay. So these two are the tombs of two royal physicians uh, who died in in the mid 17th century. Though these are small. Uh, they look very beautiful in terms of floral designs, yeah, geometrical designs, round medallions, etc. Yeah, absolutely. You can take a closer picture of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's very geometrical, very symmetrical. Yes. Yeah. You can take a picture. Of Yeah, it's beautiful. They are only small, but again, you can really see the intricacy in the in the sculpture and the little arches. It's very beautiful. It's uh, 106 acres. This site of the shrines. There's a lot of them. There are a lot of tombs on this site, of all shapes and sizes, breathtaking. The grounds are well kept. Naja told me about a couple of trees that we were walking past. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So this is tamarind tree. Tamarind okay. is one of the spices. We use it every day. Yeah, yeah. And this is soap nut tree. Sorry, it's soap nut. Soap nut. Soap nut. Because nowadays we are using uh, 
uh, shampoos. Yeah. But around 20 years ago, we used to use soap nets. Okay. After drying, we just uh, half crush them. Yeah. We take a handful of them. Yeah. Put it in lukewarm water. Leave it for 10 minutes. Then we squeeze to get the juice. We use the juice to wash our wash hair. hair. Wow. So these are collected normally by the tribes from the uh, forest areas. Yeah. We sell them in the uh, markets. And those are not that uh, expensive. Right. Yeah, yeah. So natural on natural. Yeah. So this way, there are two tombs belonging to two ladies, Taramati and Pramavati. Two sisters. Taramati was a uh, singer and Pramavati was a dancer. They became concubine uh, wives to the sixth king Abdullah Kutubsha. Mm -hmm. You can say concubines are, you know, they, they may not be concubines because they have their burials inside of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hindu people after their death, their dead bodies will be cremated and ashes will be immersed in uh, uh, holy rivers. Okay. But these two ladies are buried instead of cremation. Right. That means they were converted to Islam. Right. Okay. So these are the funerary mosques. Ah, okay. Okay, that's them. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of tombs here. The first one is the tomb of the first king. Yep. Who became independent from the yep. from their masters and founded Kutubshahi Kingdom. Then the second one is his son who killed his father. Right. And this is a lady's tomb. And the tomb behind this is the third one who ruled okay. from 1550 to 1580. Yeah. And this is the fourth one which is the biggest one built yeah. first time after uh, three generations. And it is very interesting. When he built his, this tomb during his lifetime, he got one shadow tomb built at the first floor. It looks like a tombstone. Yeah. There is no dead body inside. It's not sad. So okay. Symbolically. Yeah. So after his death, his dead body was buried exactly below to that at the ground level, six feet below to the ground level. Okay. So we see that original tomb first at the ground level, and we go to see that shadow are duplicated to make the first floor right. where there is no dead body. There's nothing. And the whole structure was built for the burial of only one dead body. Just one. This is like Taj Mahal. At Taj Mahal also at the crypt level there are original dead uh, dead bodies were buried. Yeah. At the first floor where you get to see that. Those are just shadows. Just shadows, yeah. The light's not good. So. It's like the Taj Mahal, except there are 23 of them. Astounding. I wanted to find out more about India and what Naja had experienced. He's travelled all over India via motorbike. Okay. There are two monsoons. Two. First monsoon is from June to September. That is called as uh, Southwest Monsoon. Uh -huh. And second monsoon is called as Northeast Monsoon. That is from October to November. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're quite close together. Yes, uh, so we get around 60 to 65% of rains in India. Uh, in South India from uh, the first monsoon. From, from the first one. And more than 30% of the rains from second monsoon. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The taste of the people will change. Really? So okay. the accent of the language will change. Yeah. Yeah. And the geography will change. Sure. And uh, you know, the, the way the people wear clothes. Yeah. That will change. That will change as well. Yeah. That's, yeah, and it is, no, it like you say... Be, it cannot be learned by reading the books. No. Experiencing it. 
is absolutely carried on the head okay by wearing traditional sarees ornaments jewelry etc they come with their families the sacrifice goats sheep and uh, country hens etc they keep food here offer that as a god you know as an offering to the goddess etc so you know, not only uh, during festival time every day uh, you know some families come from different areas Yep. Of, the, yep. uh, of the state to worship this goddess. What happens to all the sacrifices? Uh, that is not every day, but people do that. Yeah. People do that. They do that at the ground level. Okay, so they won't do it up here? No. Not anymore. The space is very less. It cannot be learned from the books, but a great truth from Naja. Yes, obviously we do learn from books, but effective visual learning is from experiencing. I truly am indebted to Naja for that wonderful tour, and I barely scratched the surface of getting to know Hyderabad, India. Not a place that I would probably put on even the top 10 of my places to visit, but I absolutely loved it, and it was completely worth it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please follow this podcast, share it with friends, and pop us a review and rate it. The Story Pilgrim was written and produced by Darren Hill. Original music by the amazing Anya Backer. Find us on all major social networks and say hello via our website. Until the next time, keep listening and buen camino.